Yo, yo, yo. What do you what do? Man. For the viewers and the listeners, man, I can't wait to um, introduce this next person. But before we get to all that, if you're new to the show, please hit subscribe, hit them like button, share this podcast, please, because we would love to touch more people. But before we get started, Justin, let us bow. Father God, we just thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for us coming together. I thank you, Father God, that your hand is in this. Holy Spirit, have your way. Let you shine through us tonight in our conversation, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So for all your viewers and listeners, I'm your boy, Paul Wall, and that's your boy, Jay Jizzle, let's go. JG in the house. Now let's get to introducing who you see on the screen and listeners for the voice you're about to hear. Let me tell you this. We have the author of Letters to Her, the author of Forced to Be a Deadbeat, The Other Side of the Story, owner and chef, owner and chef of Barrage Brothers Barbecue, co-owner. Yeah, co-owner and co-baker of Wild Sweets, the former owner of the San Fernando Valley Bulldogs, a semi-pro football team, the former owner of elite uniforms that were across California and spreading across the nation, and the former co-host, my brother, from I Stay Elite Podcast. Let me introduce y'all to Coach Wes Stanley. Coach Wes Barrage. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's almost like I wanted to tell you, hey, you done your homework, but then I thought about it. Wait, we did a lot of stuff together. Yeah. (laughs) And before I forget, because I left this out, my man is currently the recruiting coordinator and defensive line coach for Los Angeles Valley College. Home of the Monarchs, Let's baby. Let's yes, go. Man. It's all about elevation. Elevation, elevation. So I'm going to ask this common question because, honestly, I've been your friend for a little bit, and I never knew how you got the name Coach West. How did you get the name Coach West from uh, Stanley yeah. Barrage? So just keep it short and simple. Back in the day, uh, everybody wanted to be a rapper. Okay. Uh, so I had that part of me. Uh, then it turned into, hey, I don't want to rap no more. I just want to DJ. Okay. Uh, so it, then it was DJ Southwest. And okay. then once I got back into coaching, it was more like, hey, man, I can't have these guys calling me Coach Southwest. It, it don't even <laughs> sound respectable, you know. Uh, so after that, once I was like, you know what? Even my own mother, rest her soul, don't call me my, by my real name. Right. And everybody either call me Southwest or West. So we're going with West, Coach West. Yeah, that's right. Love that's it. What I, that's what I call I call you West shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't so, call me Stanley. Is, is there any any relation to uh, Southwest College by any chance? Not at all. No. Not okay. a chance. We actually <laughs> no. played them in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> That's it was just up. a play so on words. Your uh, your football endeavors. Can you dive into uh, Barrage Barbecue? Tell us where that came from and how that's doing. One more time. Can you tell us a little more about the barbecue, uh, the Barrage Brothers Barbecue and Wild Sweets? 
Oh man, with the with the barbecue, it, it's a thing uh, with me and my brother. It was almost like a like a competition per se, and it was like who who could grill this the best, who could smoke this the best, and then once we got into it, it's like like I just said, it's all about elevation. I was like, well, we both can cook, we both can grill, both of us are certified pitmasters, so it's like uh. Now let's come up with the sauce. So then I, I hit them with the rolling smoke. I hit them with the sweet honey. I hit them with the southern heat, and it just took off. Then I started cooking, you know, out here for people, and that took off. Uh, but like I said, it, it all started with a friendly competition with me and my brother. Nice. Now, what about wild, wild sweets? sweets? Yeah. Now wild sweets is a different beast. Uh, I, uh when I got with my wife, uh, Lord, uh, that that was her dream. Like she made me uh, my birthday cake for our first year of uh, our relationship. And then shortly after that, it was like, this is my dream. This is what I like to do. And I'm like, again, let's elevate because I know how to do some stuff. I ain't the best baker in the world, but you are. You know how to do that stuff with the funding. I'm like, hey, I know how to make a pecan pie. And I make a sweet potato pie. Yeah. A little banana pudding and some, and some brittle. And it, it seemed like when we dropped the brittle, <laughs> it went from, okay, I'm doing a cake for my sister. I'm doing a cake for the neighbor to we start shipping worldwide. Wow. We had weeks where we was making, and this is no exaggeration, we was $2,000 a week easy. And, wow. and this is just off shipping candy, making cakes and stuff like that. Uh, to now it's one of those well-known things. My wife just text, sent me a text talking about the sweet potato pie is mine. Now I taught you how to make that. <laughs> That's right, Lord. Just get your credit. Don't let him steal that. Let's go. Dropping. <laughs> that, but hey. yeah, it, 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 it's, I always attribute everything to being blessed. You know, uh, of course, the higher power God is involved in everything we do. Amen. And, you know, just using social media really. Because I, I wouldn't say I was like a super duper popular dude uh, or whatever, but just you, my gift of gab and how to use social media took wild sweets from something in the kitchen to something that's respected everywhere. Yes, sir. So while we are on that, can we get the plug to the social media, please, for Barrage Brothers Barbecue and Wild Sweets? Barrage Brothers Barbecue is a shh. Can't tell nobody. That's exclusive. Okay. But Wild Sweets is uh, available on Instagram at wildsweets.hm. Uh, and I want to say on Facebook is Wild Sweets HM on Facebook. Okay. Uh, you'll know it's us because the logo ain't going to look like nobody else's. That's right. But but the Barrage Brothers Barbecue, that's just a phone call away. You just got to, hey, coach, uh, what, you, what you grilling? And we'll get yeah. to it. Hey, so um, the way to get to Coach West? Follow the perfect angle on Instagram and we'll be your direct plug, baby. <laughs> Easy call. Easy money. So, Coach, you're from Philadelphia, Mississippi. The M played I crooked. Hey, you played DN at Philadelphia High School in 2019. Yes, 2009, excuse me. You make your way out west. Tell us about your journey. How do you make your way from Mississippi to California? And what went into making oh, that move? I, 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 I hate to give a credit. You know, I had to write a whole book about it, but we'll probably oh, okay. talk about that later, I'm sure. Yes, sir. But uh, my my 
ex-wife at the time, all of her family is from out here. Okay. Uh, we moved to uh, several places uh, throughout our relationship. Uh, I actually met her in college in Meridian, okay. Mississippi, at uh, Meridian Community College. Uh, we stayed there for a while, moved back to my hometown, which is probably 30 minutes down to what we all would call a freeway out here. We just say highway back home. Yeah. Uh, then we ended up moving to Georgia. Then we ended up moving back to Mississippi. And then in about, like you said, 2009, we made that, that move to come out here to California. It was more opportunity, uh, yeah. for our son at the time. So it was like, yeah, let's make that move. That's right. I don't even want to talk about how many times we drove back to Mississippi because we was like, oh, we don't know about California. Yeah. Got there for a couple of weeks and we was back on the next thing smoking to California at least three, four times. <laughs> and That's I, right. Once we moved, we came out that last time. I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm sorry. I can see everybody through video chat. Yeah. Only thing I'm missing is the family functions. And other than that, I'm here. Yeah. What would you say? Would you say you had a culture shock when you came out here? Because I've been I, I've been in South Carolina for a little bit. I was when I was in the military, I was stationed out there. So the culture out there is very different compared to L.A. or or yeah. like the L.A. area. What would you say was your biggest adjustment you had to make when you moved out here? Uh, the biggest adjustment, <laughs> if people already think we slow it, it, it down south <laughs> or in the country per se, uh, it, it's getting out here on these freeways. When oh, I yeah. tell you. We Yo, got out here drive. and we dove off into it. And I hopped on that 405 to the 118 to the 5 to the 210. Welcome Petrified. to traffic. Petrified. Oh, yeah. Back home, the speed limit is 55. They'll let you go 60, but anything over that, you getting pulled over. Well, shit, the you speed do that limit out here, you get fucking honked at. <laughs> and if you go in 65, you might get ran the fuck over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You do that out here, no go. Not going to fly. Yeah, so it, and then I always had this fear, you know, watching movies growing up. Uh, what's the darn movie where where the the woman see the vision and then she go on and the vision happens. Final, Final destination. destination. Final destination. Oh man, had me messed up. Anytime I would get in between two eighteen wheels, <laughs> I'm like this on the wheel. I still move. I still move to this day. Oh. To this day, you will not see me behind a truck with the big old poles and the red flag. Uh-uh. I put my turn signal on. I get over. Can't do it. <laughs> not I. Not today. Not today, Satan. Not today. Oh, yeah. So that that, that was the biggest culture shock because, I, I, I like I said, I've stayed in places to where you had the Hispanic population. So I right. knew about, you know, the different foods. And all of that in different cultures, uh, per se. Right. But like that was the biggest. Like, oh no, you can't be out here pussyfooting around because you're gonna get ran over. It's way fast. Yeah. Now, coach, just looking at your uh, your semi-pro football resume, I'm pretty impressed, actually. Now, I see you were a two-time coach of the year recipient in the WCFL, as well as a band award winner, recognition for hard work. How did you get started in the semi-pro football? And what oh. would you say when an encompassing coach of the year? Not once, but twice. I think uh, the way that I got into semi-pro, because uh, at the time I was fresh out of the oil field. You know, I was making my, I was making about 125 a year then. Uh, and then and, and all the bubble bust. You know, I mm -hmm. used to tell people back in the gap, hey, gas is $5 a gallon. I hope it go to 10 
you know, because that was more money for me. Now I'm looking at gas. Now look at gas, asshole. Nine ninety nine, and I'm like, help, Lord. It's all your fault. It's all your fucking fault. (laughs) So you know, so that's how I ended up getting into it. I think I saw um, I saw a Facebook ad from uh the High Desert Phoenix because I was staying in Palmdale at the time. Uh, Palmdale. Everybody know Palmdale. They call it the the AV or the dirt. Oh, uh, and I saw the ad on one of the Facebook sites and I called and uh, the owner at the time, Norma was still the owner. Uh, Norma Cook was like, oh, yeah, you could you could possibly play. And I'm like, no, them playing days is over. <laughs> you know, I used to coach back home. You know, I'm I'm trying to coach playing. Yeah. This, nah, that that ain't that ain't going to cut it. So then she sent me to uh, her GM, uh, Dwayne Muffler Simon. And then we we brought that thing together. They they had a great staff. Uh, I learned a lot from um from uh Coach Vienna, Sam Vienna. He's a AV legend up that way. Yeah. Uh, Coach Tyrell, man, we, we it was just an incredible staff. From from my knowledge, when I got there, the High Desert Phoenix has always been subpar or considered trash for a back of letter back, uh for lack of better words. And we, we turned that thing around that one season and, and took it all away. That you did. But you also, not only did you, like, go all the way, but you guys stayed competitive for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think once you, right after you left, right? Yeah, right after you left, like, a couple other key pieces left, and the team struggled for a bit. But, yeah, when you guys came on the map, like, I was in Apache, and I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Ah, they're yeah, actually when, good. When, when we was winning. They're good. They were Robert, good. When we was winning, uh, everybody was like, oh, y'all only won because the Apaches wasn't there. Uh, <sighs> my guy, Big Moses, and, uh, oh, man, I hate I hate when I forget people's names. The other, uh, the other one that run the Apaches. I mean, not the Apaches, the Disciples. Mo, uh, G-Man? Yeah, G-Man. You know, they, they was all with the, you know what I'm saying, the Disciples wasn't in the league, the Apaches nah. wasn't in the league, y'all yeah. were the one if we was in the league, and I'm like, if it was a filth, we'd all be fucked up. You know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of guy to say, hey, whoever you put in front of me, that's who I gotta beat. I, I don't know what would have happened or what could have happened. Right. All I know is what did. No, right. And, and it, it sucks that, well, everybody discredits teams when the, the two big dogs that had been established aren't in the league, but being on that team that made the run that, and we lost to the Bears. Yeah, because we played you guys in the first round of the playoffs that year. Uh, when we played the Bears, like you guys, you guys did a lot better for first time teams in our league than other first time teams came around. Like there was teams that came into the PCFC and didn't come back because they got the ass whooped. Um, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> but you also had like teams like the Meerkats that popped up. So when you guys popped up, I was pretty shocked, and and I have to say, Norma and you guys really did a good job. Um, yeah, from from my knowledge, because she has this thing where she says she's the longest tenured female owner. I had to get that right because only she right. might listen and call me up and be like, "I'm the longest tenured female semi pro owner." Right. Uh, in semi pro, and whatever. So prior yeah. to me getting there, I think they was already established. Uh, per se. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, when we got there in 17, it was a whole new staff. And, and, and like I said, we took that thing and, 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 and rode it. Yeah. Yeah, because it was her and Pitt. Well, Pitsy was established. Pitsy was in the Los Angeles Falcons. They were doing their thing for a while. Um, and then, yeah, I, I learned about Norma after. Um, so after the High Desert Phoenix, um, 
I, I we kind of had an outline and I was going to kind of try to dabble around other teams and get to like just the more specific ones. But um, the Phantoms, you guys want a ring, right? We all, uh, it depends on how you look at it. I, I'm a type of guy who says if, if it's a division, right. You have a divisional championship. You win the division, you get a ring. You want so ring. that that that's why I I have that one. Uh, okay, but that year, the first year is the year every. It's a uh, it's a gift go that it goes around social media, probably every year of me on the sideline in that first year where I take my hat off, slang my paper, kicking my feet. Right. Uh, that goes around. That was the first year I, we didn't win the game. I I, I, I want to say PCFC that year had. Four teams. Uh, it was B City Giants first year out. Uh, the LA Founders, which I was a part of coaching. Uh, uh, my boy D D Hayes, Coach Zero team, the Vipers, and I want to say it was the Mercury. Yeah, in that league. And, yeah, it'd be tough for sure. It definitely be tough. Now nah, we lost. <laughs> okay. And the B City Giants swept everybody. Yeah. Uh, that year. Uh. To the point that when it was like it's a championship game, it was like, nah, they don't beat everybody twice and them beat them by 30, 40, 50 points. We wow. ain't finna waste no money on no championship game. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of how that, that, that went out. Uh, but that second year, I'm always like, hey, I, I never lose the same teams twice, but I ended up biting that bullet because I think that following year, no, that was Bulldogs, that following year, mm-hmm. I want to say, no, nah, no, nah, we went six, six and one. Yeah. So I, I lost in a championship game. Yeah, no, nah, didn't lose. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. So six and two. I'm sorry, six and two. There we go. After after working with or after coaching with both of those organizations, what finally went into the decision of you creating the San Fernando Valley Bulldogs? Uh, it 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 it. <laughs> It's just a little divine intervention. You know, when your wife speak, you got to listen. Okay. Uh, with the with the Phoenix, of course, I didn't know my current wife right now. So it was like, and again, a credit to Phoenix organization, Norma, and like I said, Dwayne, it was already, everything was paid for. Like, I didn't have to get up. Like, all I had to do was coach. Yeah. So then we got the Phantoms first year. It was more so of, Okay, this is my first head coaching job on the West Coast. Okay. Not really knowing everybody, because, like, now people look at me and be like, oh, he should know such and such and such and such. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know them people. You know, yeah. I know a very select few of what 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 we call the semi-pro out here in SoCal. Right. And uh, thank, uh, let me big up my boy Milan Biggers, who actually gave me that opportunity. You know, I saw his vision, and I was like, yeah, I, I do it. You know, uh, but it was only supposed to be for the spring. And a lot of people don't know this. It was only supposed to be for the spring because come fall, mm-hmm. I was supposed to go back and be the head coach of the High Desert Phoenix. Ooh. And what happened with that, she had another coach in mind and yeah. whatever that was. So I was like, say less. I'm back down here close to the L.A. Yeah. I'm not coming back up there anyway. It is what it is. Uh, but long story short, uh, the first season we go 0 and whatever it was. I want to say 0 and 7, 0 and 8. Right. Second season, I got a little bit more financially involved. Yeah. And now I'm married at the or about to get married to my wife at the time. And she's like, you're farking over money. You're helping pay for this and mm-hmm. you're paying for that and you're not getting nothing back from it. So it was like, OK, I'm going to retire again. 
Like I'm yeah. known for retiring and unretiring, retiring and unretiring. He and, retired uh, twice, she was she was like uh <laughs> at this time she was like, You're not gonna retire. You're not gonna stop. You know, this is your passion, this is what you do, this is your life. And I'm like, Yeah, but I'm tired of doing this. And if I'm yeah. gonna do this where I'm handling financial, I'm handling player personnel, and I'm and I'm, and I'm coaching, I might as well come out with my own team. So yeah. that's how you get the San Fernando Valley Bulldogs. Nice. Now, we had we had a special coach join the Bulldogs, but he joined the Bulldogs because you actually locked down a stint in high school football. You actually got to coach with former USC standout Mike Williams at oh, yeah. Van Nuys High School. How was that, yeah. Coach? Oh, for for my short time. <laughs> For my short time there, uh, with with Coach Williams or Big Mike, I like calling Big Mike, Big Coach Big Mike. Mike. Uh, also they had on that staff at the time, uh, Justin Wyatt, who uh also went to USC, played for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I think now he's the head coach at, up there in Palmdale at Highland. Okay. They doing real good up there, but for that short time that I was there, it, they made me feel like I was a part of the family. That's uh, right. Big Mike being from Florida, you know, we had that Mississippi to Florida connection. He's from the South. I'm from the South. So it, it felt like family. Yeah. You know, uh, but due to how California is, I'm back in the semi-pro. <laughs> at that, at that time. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's a given. Like, but, some but people. I, I, I think, because we, we talking about first First season of the of the Bulldogs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we got to be talking about first season. Yeah. I think if he would have been the offensive coordinator, because the stuff that he had drawn yeah, up. Yeah, we was killing. I don't think no team in semi-pro could, and not to, not to discredit coaches. Don't, don't, I want y'all to be listening. I want you to hear what I'm saying here. Yeah. I don't think the type of offense he was about to run, defensive, defenses in semi-pro wouldn't have been ready for it. They wouldn't have. So you I was about back then a lot of RPO, a lot yeah. of spread. I'm talking about dude knew what he was gonna hit. You know what I'm saying on on specific plays because oh if you went cover two, I'm gonna hit here. You go cover three, we're going here. If you go man, we believe our man is better than yours. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, coach, back in 2021. There's some major buzz going around about a pro football league starting in Mexico. Yep. And you landed a job as a recruiting coordinator for Fam Young, now called LFA Liga de Football Americano. Come on. How did that opportunity present itself? Oh, uh, at, at the time, you know me, I'm always thinking, how can I, again, how can I elevate? You know what I'm saying? If, that, if that's the word for the day, elevate, elevation, right? Elevate. Uh, I like it. And again, they, they saw. Uh, Coach Mauricio Balderrama, he saw what I was doing in semi-pro. And he was like, hey, we got a tryout coming to L.A. Can you get guys? And I'm like, man, we saw what tryouts come here to do. We we saw it, 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 it looked like a money grab. And I told him, I said, the only way that I could be a part of this thing is every guy that I bring pretty much get in free. And then he was like, well, we can't probably do it for free, you know, all whatever, whatever. So I, I think we ended up charging the guys like 20 bucks 
Mm-hmm. Every guy that actually showed up, I gave them back their twenty bucks out of my pocket because they was paying me to, to to head up the the recruiting to come to come to the event. So every guy that showed up, I gave their money back, mm-hmm. or I just said, "Hey, don't worry about it. I'm gonna pay it for you." So it, yeah. it kind of went like that, and, and that turned into a, a great relationship with uh Trent Richardson, along with Mauricio Balderrama, who's now the head coach in this in this new league. Uh, that's about to start up. Uh, their team is the Ramirez. It, they're doing something where it's gonna be the Mexican pro leagues, okay. along with some uh, United States leagues. And I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure it out because technically I'm the recruiter for them right now. Okay, but it doesn't start to next year. Right, the IFA. Okay, now if that does kick off with, um, with the plugs you have. Do we still do we still get the same Coach West where he's reaching out to and putting out? Because let me tell you, this man is dedicated to the people that are dedicated to him. Um, and there was a bunch of opportunities that Coach West put out there for the semi-pro world. With what you've seen going on, because I know you still pay attention, do you still give those opportunities to some of these people in, in semi-pro now, seeing the way it's going? I mean, even now in my current position here at the college. Right. Um, last year, I gave three semi-pro dudes spots on the team. That's right. Uh, the the before that, I want to say I reached out to semi-pro on semi-pro talk. Everybody knows semi-pro talk. That's probably listening to this. I probably posted in there, and maybe I want to say about five guys hit me up. Right. Two big linemen that I was excited about because I'm like, y'all are grown men. I done seen y'all play. Uh, so I know what y'all are coming to do with these 18-year-old, 17, 18-year-old kids. Uh, and one was a uh, uh, running back. And the other two, I don't know what positions they played right. as far as where they were. Um, but when they came in, they became DBs. But okay. those three that actually stayed, it was like, yeah, I'd do it again in a heartbeat, especially if you got an opportunity to, you know, get a free education. But uh, I ain't going to say free because these guys was uh, part of the service. So pretty right. much you get the GI Bill that paid for it. Yeah. Uh, but then the ones that was from here in California, on the JUCO level, your in-state tuition is pretty much zero if you get the FAFSA. Tell them. So, but uh, what what I don't do now uh, as far as college, I don't hardly reach out to the semi-pro circuit because I feel like everybody who's had the opportunity to play some college ball right. is either going to play it or JUCO ball is either done played it already and that part of their eligibility is gone. Okay. Or, man, I know you got kids or I know you got a job that you're not going to quit your job to dedicate to school. Yeah. Like right now I got one in my inbox. I'm not going to put him on blast or right. nothing like that. but. He's saying, he's asking me how to sign up and all that. So I told him, hey, come see me in the spring. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you do. Because right. one, I know you can play, but I need to see if you're serious in the spring because spring ball is going to start. Summer ball is going to follow it. And if you stay and stick around for those two, then I know you'll stay and stick around and fall. Right. But now, I mean, it, it's open. Anybody in semi-pro listening, you have an open opportunity if you have eligibility to come and play where I, wherever I'm at in JUCO, you can come to wherever I'm at. Now, for the people that don't want to go back to school, are we still affording them the opportunity to play in Mexico? All the time. Okay. All the time. Good. 
Oh, uh, but here, here's the kicker to that. What they asked for, I know what they asked for when Trent Richardson and all them came, they was looking for D1 guys. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, uh, team that I was recruiting for, all this stuff is a blur to me now. The Hefe, no, yeah, they Hefe's. ended up taking the guy that came to that tryout uh, from the West Coast Lions. Uh, uh, again, I hate when I forget people' names. The receiver, the tall one. He was okay. a quarterback for the West Coast Lions at a, oh, uh, okay. a little bit. Okay. Uh, but his last name is Lopez, and he's still over there playing for them. Uh, last time that I checked. Nice. Uh, but other than that, I know they was taking guys that like went to Tulsa, like they actually went to college and played ball. Uh, with this okay. new organization that I'm with now, he was saying we want D1 guys, and I'm like, hey, coach. Are you paying D1 money? I don't know <laughs> what type exactly. You know, I mean, I understand they pay for your room, they pay for your food, and they give you a little pocket money, and they say, well, it's for the experience. Right. But most of these guys who are D1, you got to understand the opportunity that they have here. One, everybody want to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Number two, now you got the USFL, USFL and then the XFL. And they're merging, and those two are merging. Exactly. And then on top of that, you still got all the overseas and Germany and Yep. France and all that that's paying bet, way better than what y'all paying. Mm-hmm. So I can I can hook you up with some JUCO guys who don't want to continue school. I can find you a guy who went and probably played D3 or D2 ball or NAIA ball who still want to play and care about the experience and ready to go play. But that D1 guy is, is a very small area, so I got them to open that up yeah. and open their brain up to that. I say because it's ballers everywhere. I know some guys that's on the D1 team right now that wouldn't sniff the field at a uh, – at like a fair state, which is yeah. a D two powerhouse, back to back national champs, they wouldn't yep. even sniff the field. Shout out Ferris State, uh, RIP Kyle Parrish. That's his. That's his alma mater. Uh, KP thirteen man always. Hey, so the one thing that I do gotta always, I always, always, always give you props on because I worked with you, uh, and the reason why I know how to make graphics the way I know how to make graphics now is because Wes taught me. Real shit. So we were, we were, he started, so we were talking about, I actually, we have, we had Danilo on the show and Danilo was getting into uniforms and I, I I made a comment like, yo, Wes, we could kill this shit, bro. Like, I just need somebody like that, that I can, like that I can actually trust to work with. Not that I don't trust Danilo, but me and Danilo weren't on the same page at that time, right? He was doing his thing. I was doing my thing. Me and Wes, we kind of coincide. So one day Wes calls me. He's like, hey, are you sure that you'll do this uniform thing if I pulled it, if if it were to present itself? I was like, yeah, for sure. He hung up the phone, called me back 15 minutes later, and he's like, um, we now have a uniform company. Wow. <laughs> I was, so, go. He made, dude, he made me a co-designer, and we took off running in the, in the uniform game. So I love it. The reason I know how to do graphic designs is because of Wes. But with that being said, West has taken his abilities and man, when I say he leaves his mark everywhere, I have, I have a young bull that, and a young bull for those that don't know, I have somebody that I mentor. He's a young bull. He's not fully matured yet. Um, we got to take a tour of West's school. He changed the locker room. He made it more. Nice. Excuse me, giving these kids the college experience. 
Oh yeah. He does the graphics for them. He brought was able to bring back the mascot for all home games. Come on. Yo, he was able to convince them to bring the cheer team back. He has he's been able to get the school to be on board and have the band at all home games. Yeah. These young men have graphics for like they're in a D1 program. I don't see any other JUCOs putting out graphics the way West is putting out graphics. They have graphic tickets. They have graph like this is like a D1 program. Wes, what goes into you leaving a mark on everything you touch, man? Because these kids, this school is actually really blessed to have someone like you. How do you get them on board with your vision, man? Oh, the the biggest thing is I've never wanted to be a part of nothing subpar. Right. Or I wanted it to look a certain way. Even so, when when I first started, and I have to give my wife credit here again a thousand times. When I first started doing graphics, I was doing them on Microsoft Word. Yeah. Like if okay. you go back and look at the early Phoenix graphics, the early LA Phantoms graphics, Microsoft okay. Word. Hey, right? And my wife was like, why oh, you just don't get Photoshop? And here I go again. I ain't paying for that. <laughs> and then the the smartness in me, well, you know, it's ways you can get Photoshop, Coach West. So yeah. I'm not gonna put that out there, <laughs> but I got Photoshop and I don't pay for it. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But then, you know, uh, he uses the trial to the Photoshop sees as he uses the trial. <laughs> hey, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> but fast forward to the Bulldogs. Uh, of course, everybody know I tried to make us look like LSU. Uh, hey. The later season, I, I, I kind of rebranded and we was going to look like Northwestern. But everybody will know. Any, anybody that know anything about SFV Bulldogs, they'll be like, hey, them, them the ones that look like uh, LSU. But the graphics that I was producing through social media, oh, excuse me, the graphics that I was putting out on social media and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook had actual guys still in high school saying, hey, we want to come be a part of your school. And I'm like, this is not a school. This is semi-pro. If you still got school time, please go to school. Because yeah. this this thing yeah. is a whole different monster that, you know what I'm saying? Because at, at that time, I'm still kind of new to it, freshly new owner. Uh, it was, man, if you go to semi-pro, you can kill your, your college career, and it's yeah. really not. Because the way colleges look at it is a wreck ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For, for you know, lack of better words, that's how they view it. They don't look at it like, oh, you burned your eligibility playing an adult semi-pro. Uh, and it's like nah, because you don't get paid, so you're you're still considered amateur. Yeah, even though we're saying it's semi-pro. But yeah, it, uh, to get back to the question, it was mainly because I've never wanted to be a part of nothing that looks subpar. I always wanted right. to give the vision that it's great over here. Uh, even though I, I was coaching at a lot of places by myself, uh, yeah. but I always wanted to put out that hey. This is what it's going to look like over here. Not just the uniforms is going to look nice, but the presentation is going to look nice. What we play it is going to try to be nice. So that that's what I was offering as an owner. And like I said, been doing, like I said, I started on Microsoft Word. Yeah. <laughs> and to see where now, I'm at now. How do you get uh, your school to get on board with your vision? Because you took that same work ethic and present presentation from semi pro that you created and you've given it to LA Valley College. Yeah, How so, do you so get what the administration? Happened, first year, 
it was a kind of head down, feet to the pavement. You knew here. Right. Don't go in here asking for nothing. You know, <laughs> then when you show that you're a genuine person, hey, coach, I know we supposed to have some SID that supposed to do this, but this is what it'll look like if I do it. That yeah. went on to say, well, you can do all the graphics for the game because I don't think we have an SID this year because last year it turned out we didn't. Okay. Uh, and then it got to the end of the season and it was like, man, I done coached a full year here. Uh, I'm coming here every day, even on my right. off days. My wife get mad about that. I go on off days when it's like, oh, y'all only supposed to be here two days a week. Yep. And I'm still there Monday through Sunday. All and uh, so it was like, bro, this this is junior college. Junior college back home is on a thousand compared to where we at here. And it's more money here than it is back home. And so I started, oh, this is the person that, that runs this. This is the dean of this. This is the boss of this. And I just uh, went to the Associate Student Union. Uh, they, they pretty much everything over student life here at Valley. Okay. And I got the pleasure to meet with the Dean of uh, Athletics, uh, which is Dr. Negretti. And she was like, all right, good. Let me go back a little bit more. The athletic director, because I, I've been sending him ideas. He see the graphics. And one day we had uh, a, a staff meeting or, you know, all the staff, so all the coaches come together meeting. And he introduced me to Dr. Negretti and her assistant at the time. And she, he was like, this is the guy you want to talk to. He has all the ideas. Okay. I don't know if he done that. Like, hey, he really do good work. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Or he yeah. was just like, I'm tired of him telling me. So <laughs> now I'm going to put it on you. Yeah. And so, oh, <laughs> you done gave, you done let me get a toe in the dough. That's, that's what we say back home. All I need is a toe to get in the dough and, and I'm in. Yes, so I, I started talking to her. I started sending her the ideas. Long story short, we ended up having a meeting. Now I had a meeting with the uh, ASU student body. Okay. You know, you got your president, your treasurer, but it's like ran by the students. And I was, and I, I did a whole little presentation showing them like, hey, all of this is missing. And y'all can't say we don't got the money because I just saw y'all throw $20,000 for an event that three people showed up to. Damn. So don't tell me we can't have cheer. Don't tell me we can't have the mascot out because I'm sitting here looking at the, the mascot in the box. Yeah. It's just the people who want to do it and want to have something better. That meeting led to where we at today. Yeah. Like I can go in any office on campus and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's coach West. <laughs> yeah. Does the vibe feel different at your school now? Oh man. The, the the we we have what you call the Mac building where we I gave you the tour where yeah. the, the, all of the facilities awesome. yeah that building now which we use it uh, other sports use it but it's a lot more traffic through there now okay you know cheer cheer team is back on campus they float through the building uh coaches are from other sports are coming over now you know it, it, it's it I think the vibe I don't know if it, they always say winning is contagious or winning makes people happy. Right. Mm -hmm. right now, we well, we just lost last uh this yesterday. We just lost seventy three Santa Ana, which we should have won. Not gonna get into that, but <laughs> but for the most part, everybody loves a winner. And yeah. for the last three four seasons, Valley hasn't won over three games. Right. So right now we're three and two. And like I said, to, right now as we speak, we should be four and one. Change the culture and everything oh, yeah. else changes, baby. You know, right now it's feel the roar, elevate. That that that's the sands at Valley right now. Feel the roar. I love it. Uh, uh, coach, uh, before we get to our last question for you, 
like to highlight the fact that in the last two or three years, actively fought for and won from custody of your two children. Oh, yeah. What advice do you have for any of our viewers and listeners who may be fighting for theirs? Oh, this is a chance for me to plug the book. I see what y'all are doing here. I was ready for this one. <laughs> Come on, dog. Go get the book, Forced to Be a Deadbeat, The Other Side of the Story. Oh, uh, that, That's the plug for that. But yes, the, sir. the advice that I would give to any father uh, who, 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 who has children in this world is no greater feeling than to be able to see the seed that you brought in and, 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 and protect them and guide them through life. Uh, and if you in a custody battle, don't stop. Go to those court cases, open those doors, call those people that you need to call, because at the end of the day, a lot of us get hit with the child support. A lot of us get hit with the no custody and visitation. And it's only because we didn't know or we didn't know that, hey, I can petition just how she petitioned the court. I can petition the court. And if you go get the book Forced to Be a Deadbeat right now for Barnes and Noble, you'll find uh, this book was actually written uh with five other guys i want to say five other guys their their story and then when you get to the chapter of his story it was it's my story all the way up into the point where i was still fighting right. a lot of people say i need to write part two but i'm like i'm living part two i'm Amen. not gonna write it you know yeah. uh but again to answer that question any advice that i can give go to court but you know what i'm saying find out your rights right because you have them regardless if, if she got full custody, joint custody, a lot. Of, and and, and here, here's the biggest one. Before the courts get involved and tell you you no longer have rights or she has full custody, everybody has joint custody. Right. Let, let's put that out there. I'm going to say it again. Before you go to court and the court tells you, no, you no longer have rights or you no longer have custody, everybody has joint custody yep so that that's the biggest thing i would like fathers to know that even though you're on child support you still have have custody of that kid you still uh have a say so in in that kid's upbringing unless like, it's even legally get, defined otherwise it, yeah unless they legally tell you now nah, you ain't got no rights and right this that and the other um even even through visitation, okay, it, it still weighs around that. You know, uh, like I, I went from having zero custody, I only getting to visit on weekends to, like I said, I'm I'm living the dream right now, full yeah. custody. I don't have to go check in with nobody all because I wasn't afraid to go and talk, you know, and say, hey, I until y'all tell me I don't have, what's my options? Right, you know. So that that's the only advice that I could give. You know, I like I say, it, it's to sell the book. Don't care about selling the book. I give it to you for free. Right. And I'm a, I'm an open I'm an open book person anyway. So you you want more advice? You want a one on one? Just inbox me, and I'll tell you everything that I did to get to where I'm at. That's right. Yo, so Wes, we ask all our get we ask all our guests this question: What was the perfect angle that you took to get to where you are today? And what angle are you planning to take next to get to your next level of coaching? Oh, man, that's a good one right there. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, 
the angle that I took is believing in myself, right? Uh, I, w- I wouldn't have been at Valley if I didn't take a leap of faith uh, because a- everybody know the, the high school way is it's a great place to be, but high school has a lot of restrictions, a lot of red tape. And I was at a point to where in my life where, shouts out to Coach John Quam. I think he's at Peak Night now up there in Palmdale, but at the time he was at Eastside High in Lancaster. Uh, he wanted me for years. And every year I would mosey up there and go fill out the paperwork, pay for the uh, the uh, fingerprints and the TB skin test. They would come back and say no. So yeah. this one, this last year that I did it and they told me no, I was like, dude, you know, I ain't the richest guy, but I don't like wasting money. Right. And uh, he was like, coach, I understand, but I got a really good feeling this year. If you do it, they'll probably push you through. Done it. They said no again, of course. Yeah. And uh, I saw a guy who who's in semi-pro talk. He played in semi-pro a little while ago uh, named uh, Jason Wagner, senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son plays on, on the team right now at the college. He came out to uh, one of the practices for the Bulldogs a while back. And I was like, oh, yeah, you on my social media. We've been following each other for a little while. And I saw him uh, post on social media, hey, I'm the new OC at Valley. Whoop de whoop de whoop. Me joking. Because I'm like, dude, I can't get in at no high school. I know I'm not going to get in no college. I'm mm-hmm. talking, man, I, again, I wish I could just get my toe in the door. Yeah. And he inboxed me like, man, you serious? I'm like, man, if you can get me in, I'm there. Yes, sir. He's like, say less. Here's the head coach number. And I'm like, man, I ain't finna call no, you know, being nervous. I'm like, man, I ain't finna call nobody, man. He don't know me. He don't see a semi-pro. He ain't, you know, ain't gonna take it serious. I remember the conversation we had. And uh, long story short, I sent my resume. He called me. Yeah. And I said, oh, once you call me to the office, I got it. I'm I'm not worried about nothing else now. Because if I get in front of you with this, it's over with. I'm walking out with the job. Long story short. Hey, me and him were talking on his way to the interview. Like, literally, we were chatting. And because we we were talking about our podcast, too. um, And then we were talking. He was like, yo, man, I'm nervous. He's all, but I'm here. He's all, I'm not going to leave without this job. Oh, yeah. That's right. So when I walked out of it, I was the, like I said, lowest man on the totem pole. Only person in there that knew me was uh, uh, Coach Wag. We called him Coach Wag. Uh, another guy who's a semi-pro kind of vet and semi-pro, uh, Coach Hope, who uh, I, I think I reached out to him like the year before, two years before, yeah. while I was still in semi-pro. And he was like, yeah, man, I'll try to get you in. Whoop, the whoop, the whoop. Coaches changes, whatever happened, that never it never worked. Right. But when I walked through the door, he was like, this is the guy I've been telling you about. <laughs> I don't know if that helped, you know, or what, or was it what I was saying? And, you know, we got on the board. Coach Towns is a big guy who's like, I hear what you're saying, but get yeah. up there on that board. So I drew up, you know, the stuff we was running, Texas Evil, yeah. you know, all, all the stuff. So I, And he was like, okay, you kind of know what you're talking about, but I would have <laughs> did it like this. And I'm like, that's your angle. This is my angle. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, talk football. So long story short, you know, rose to the occasion, showed that I, I cared about recruiting, cared about kids, and uh, became a recruiting coordinator, and now I'm here. Now, now what's next? Yeah. Uh, 
always by elevation, but in the words of Dion, I'm happy where I'm at right now. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm looking to either try to get an assistant head coaching title or okay. either director of player personnel or director Ooh. of football operations. Let's go. And that's what, what I'm looking at next because a lot of people who know me know that I really don't care to coach. I've, I've done it for a while. Yeah. I've lost more championships than people will ever go to. I've won my share. And I'm at a point in my life to where just being around the sport since my mom died, what keeps me going. Yeah. So just to be in the building, just to be around it is good enough for me. I don't, I don't have to coach anymore. Yeah. So if I can take the perfect angle per se to elevate into one of those positions, no matter if it's at Valley, I really don't see myself going to another Juco because I've seen them and I'm like, why would I leave this? Yeah. Uh, per se. But, uh, to elevate to another four-year level, whether it's NAIA, D3, D2, D1, okay. uh, but to ascend in one of those type of positions. Nice. Nice. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug Justin a little bit. Um, so Justin is endeavoring and starting, like he's an ordained pastor now, right? So now he's getting into, into the speaking. So uh, let's get Justin in front of the boys and let him speak. Uh, let him pour into their cups and fulfill them with some stuff, some knowledge that he's got. And, and um, we got to check out a game too. You Yo, know, we, that's easy. we support that's you, easy. West. That's easy. Just just let me know your availability, uh, and understand we're on. We're at the school Monday through Friday, uh, Monday through Thursday. We're 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 there at three o'clock. I mean, I'm there before that. Uh, Fridays we're there at ten a.m. for walkthroughs, and then okay. around by twelve o'clock the guys is out. So Friday, I can tell you, Friday isn't a good day, but anything between Monday through Thursday, Monday preferably because it's like a walk in. Let's watch film, see what you done wrong, go out here condition for a few minutes, and y'all get up out of here. So I, I would say if you can find a Monday, we can roll that. Let's do next Monday. Say less. I'll set it up tomorrow when I go on off. Look at it. this, man. We got the perfect angle doing things out here. Coach West, from the bottom of our hearts, man, we thank you for being on the show. We wish you nothing but continued success. Justin, Likewise. we'll see you next Monday. Come I'm going to holler at you, boy, because I want to come to a game. But you know I got for all, tickets. That's right. So for all the viewers, all the listeners, we thank you for tuning, tuning in. If you haven't hit it yet, hit that subscribe, hit that like, share this video to your friends and family. Right now. Right now. Right now. I'm your boy, Paul Wall. I'm your boy, JG. Let's go. That's Coach Wes, and this was The Perfect Angle. Y'all be blessed. Thank you all for viewing.